Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks, aka Escaping the Matrix. So, if you missed Tuesday's episode of Keeping It Real Politically, in the studio, I had my special guest, Representative William Bodie, who is running for Georgia Labor Commissioner. William Bodie is a Georgia native and working class Atlanta who grew up bagging groceries and loading luggage at the Atlanta airport during the hot Atlanta summers. Eventually, going to law school, opened a small business law firm, Bodie and Associates, practicing in personal injury and criminal defense to help serve the community. He is running to bring change to the Labor Commission and represent the actual people of Georgia. So if you missed out on it, thank you guys for tuning in to PTG TV, where I'm re-airing it for your listening pleasure. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, please leave a comment, like the episode. We love to hear from our listeners and we love any recommendations that you might have. So stay tuned for today's episode on Tuesday, April 19th. Love you guys. Stay safe. We are back. If y'all cannot hear with the uh, the representative, Mr. William, Mr. William, I'm from Atlanta hometown, Bodie. Yeah, that's me. That's me. So we have already given you the Sinbad introduction. <laughs> if you want to talk, tell us a little bit more about yourself. We know you hometown. We hometown. Actually, this is just amazing how life comes full circle because I was born and raised in Atlanta, South Fulton. Went to Banneker High School and uh, actually grew up uh, on Garden Road, mm-hmm. uh, not very far away from the station here uh, on Phoenix Boulevard. Uh, and then my parents eventually moved into Corner Ridge uh, in South Fulton, which unincorporated South Fulton, then now it's the city of South Fulton. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated from Badal State University, uh, left Badal State University, and then went to Mercy Law School. Uh, yeah, down in Mactown. Down in Mactown, yeah. That's your town. It's my, that's, my that's town. Your town. It's so it's my yeah. hometown. So I, I love making. I love, love making. What you love about making? Uh, I love, I, I love <laughs> the food. <laughs> I love the food. I love the people. I love the Cherry Blossom Festival. Yes. <laughs> so, but, uh, and then, you know, after I left uh, making, mm-hmm. after I graduated Mercer Law, then I came back to Atlanta and I was a public defender. Okay. From 2005 to 2008, with the Fulton County Public Defender's Office, and uh, since that time, been in private practice, uh, doing criminal defense work and also doing personal injury law. Mm-hmm. And um, I was elected to the General Assembly in 2016, sworn in in 2017, and uh, just been enjoying my time in the Georgia General Assembly. Served in leadership. Uh, I was elected to the. Uh, House Democratic Caucus mm-hmm. uh, uh, leadership as the House Minority Whip, okay. which is a second-ranking Democrat in the Georgia House of Representatives, and I was elected to that position as a freshman. Uh, okay. And so, at the time, we had 75 Democrats in the House. Now we have 77. So, very proud uh, of my time in the Georgia General Assembly. Uh, been able to pass 27 bills as a Democrat, mm-hmm. including being one of the lead uh, co-authors, co-sponsors of HB 479, which is the Ahmaud Arbery Citizens Arrest Repeal legislation that passed last May, signed into law. So I'm very happy to see those guilty verdicts come out of uh, Brunswick, Georgia, Glen County last November, right before Thanksgiving. And I was glad to see again the three guilty verdicts come out of the federal case yes. earlier this year. So. Uh, it's been a great, great, great ride, and I've enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. now I'm running for Georgia Labor Commissioner, and I'm on the ballot uh, for the Democratic primary May the 24th as a statewide constitutional officer. Uh, so looking forward to uh, getting 
uh, uh, passed the uh, primary and voters blessed me to go into the next round to the general election. So okay. we're really good where we are right now. So let's let's go back a little bit. Because one thing yeah. I always like to ask people is that what got you involved in the politics? Oh, man, that's a great question. Service. Uh, I think I was already in a space of serving. Uh, I've always saw my grandfather and my grandmother serve. My granddaddy uh, was a veteran, mm-hmm. uh, and he was uh, really big in the VFW, uh, Veterans of Foreign, Foreign War. So when I was a, in elementary school, I used to go to the VA hospital in Decatur and uh, help out uh, with my grandfather when him and the VAW, uh, VFW uh, members would go and just be with the, the sailors and the soldiers and just help you know, their spirits, look their spirits. And so mm-hmm. uh, they used to play a lot of bingo. And so I was the uh, bingo ball boy. And so I enjoyed that. And uh, that was my grandfather on my dad's side. And my grandmother on my mother's side who recently passed away last year. Uh, she was very instrumental in our church, Antioch Baptist Church North, mm-hmm. and her uh, ministry. She was the president of, of the women's ministry. Mm-hmm. And every Thursday, she would go to the Atlanta Community Food Bank and volunteer every Thursday from sunup to sundown. Uh, and it was just very impactful to see her service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was so revered that the founder of the Atlanta Community Food Bank actually came to her funeral. Oh, and so it was very impactful just to see that service. And so when I got the opportunity, I was already working with brothers like Derek Bozeman and mm-hmm. attorney Molly Days with Let Us Make Man. And, I was like, well, this is my opportunity to serve on a higher level, uh, to help my community and still be grassroots, but also help my state Mm -hmm. uh, as well, uh, serving as a state legislator. So uh, I got my start that way by just serving in the community and wanting to serve in a bigger, larger capacity to give back. First, I want to say I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I know what your grandmother would. It's tough. Yes, and we know what it means to lose the, our big moments. Yeah, I lost two in 30 days. Oh, no. Yeah, I lost both my grandmothers within 30 days. And I was in session at the time, and I never forget. Uh, we had just started legislative session uh, mm-hmm. last January, and uh, it was it was tough. But we we continued to move on because I know both my grandmothers would want to mm-hmm. uh, continue to serve. But it's, it, it was tough. It was tough. But thank you for being Yeah, man. I, I know what they mean. I still think about my grandmother. And of course, my mom does. She was my mom's side of family. Both of them. It's, but my the one on my mom's side, my mom's side, she, we were very close. And she very was like close. the foundation behind the everything. Yes. yes the major yeah. And yeah. she's the one, like when I tell my story, that really taught me about community. Yes. Because she would serve in the church. She would serve as a nurse. She would be people's house cleaners, people's houses. Even but when she came home after all of that, she would still take care of her family and make enough food for people in the community. They might not have enough. They can come and have a meal at her house. That's awesome. And you don't even realize that until you get older and start having your own family of what that really meant and the impact that she made on the community and those around her. And tell you, different Thanksgiving was different. Yeah. Last year. Christmas was different because you're so used to going to both of their homes Mm -hmm. and them not being there. It's uh, but. They still live with us in spirit. And Absolutely. They have everything they've given us in their lifetime. And, and so I'm glad they pour into us when they were here on earth with us. Yeah, I mean, that's the true meaning of, of legacy, too, right? Yeah. Like you do all the goodness while you can, while you're here. Yeah. So right. once you're gone, your name still lives on. And all the good work that you've done still lives on, too. So technically, you never leave. Yeah. Yes, your presence. 
I agree. I think I think if you have that servant heart, uh, like I said, the the founder of the Atlanta Community Food Bank came to my grandmother's funeral because of her service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, her service is always going to live on. And my other grandmother on my dad's side was heavy into CLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing it, her going to the CLC conferences, you know, Southern Regional Conference as a boy. And um, just always wondering, what's that shirt with Dr. Martin Luther King on it? Like, what's that? And she would tell me about it. It's uh-huh. like, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King started this organization. And so she would go to the conferences in Brunswick. She would be marching, like it and everything that was going on with CLC. So uh, the SCLU, I'm sorry, she was there in a part. So I think that service just lived through us, you know. Yeah. Being, being a Georgia boy, you yeah. got to see a lot. You know? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about serving, what has been your experience in serving? I think it's one of the most rewarding things I've done as not only an elected official, but as an attorney and again, as a young boy growing up, uh-huh. uh, to know that you are able to help someone, to know that you are able to impact someone's life. Uh, during the pandemic, one of the things uh, I was charged with doing is helping my constituents find out the status of their unemployment benefits. Uh, and just knowing that you were able to help people during that moment in time in their lives where they needed the help. Mm-hmm. Also, during that time, I was able to form a coalition of elected officials right here in South Florida, uh, the coalition of South Metro elected officials. And we formed, it was 32 of us, two members of Congress, mm-hmm. uh, Congressman David Scott, Congressman John Lewis, and then state senators, state representatives, county commissioners, uh, board, school board members, and also uh, uh, city council members, and also uh, elected officials that served in the capacity here in South Florida and Southwest Atlanta. So to have those 34 elected officials, then it actually blew up 37, where we were dealing with food security issues. Because mm-hmm. during the pandemic, if you recall, you know, a lot of people in our community cannot get food nope. adequately. And so I was working with Councilwoman Helen Willis in the city of South Fulton mm-hmm. uh, in the coalition of elected officials to figure out how are we going to get these food distributions up and going? How are we going to get PPE and masks to the citizens who need it the most. How are we going to get a super voting, early voting precinct in South Fulton? I was very instrumental in working uh, the financial, well, not financial, working the logistical uh, uh, um, logistical maneuvers and making sure we had the GICC as an early voting precinct for the 2020 primary and also the 2020 presidential election. Because mm-hmm. when they announced that you know, uh, State Farm Marina was going to be an early voting precinct. I was like, well, what about South Fulton? Right. You know, and so we were able to work with uh, city, uh, with the uh, mayor of uh, College Park, Mayor Boom, and also uh, count, you know, Councilman Chairman Rob Pitts and uh, Fort Fulton County uh, Board of Commissioner working to deal out to get it done. So hopefully we'll have uh, GICC here in College Park as a super voting, early voting precinct again. Okay. So all the great things that you're doing right now while you're in office, what's your aspiration to upgrade so to run for labor commissioner? Yeah, I think as labor commissioner, I want to make sure that 
We have a labor commissioner and a labor department that put Georgia workers first. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, first of all, Georgia workers need to have access to the Department of Labor. You know, pretty much they've been pretty much shut down for the last two years of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't get anybody on the phone. You can't get emails returned. So I want to make sure that as the next Georgia Labor Commission, I'm accessible. It was terrible before the pandemic, too. It, 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 yes, it was. Because <laughs> I went through it. I was yes, off to you. It it was <laughs> so the pandemic actually exposed yes. the Department of Labor. Yes, uh, correct. And, and the current Labor Commissioner, Mark Butler, who's not running for the election. But I think we need to have a, 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 a servant uh, heart when you're dealing with people that have lost their job to no fault at all and that are trying to actively get back in the workforce. Mm -hmm. The Department of Labor is supposed to be a safety net. And it's not a handout way that this Labor Commissioner currently office looks at it. And so I want to make sure that employees that work every day, that lose their job to no fault at all, and their employers have been paying into the unemployment trust, get the money that they need to get to their next job opportunity. And that their next job opportunity be a liberal wage paying job. So you don't have to go to job one to job two to make ends meet. You can have one job making a liberal wage, taking mm -hmm. care of you and your family, having a quality of life, having affordable health care, having a pension, mm -hmm. and just being to feel pride and knowing that you are taking care of all of your financial needs at the same time. Yeah, you right. I mean, you have to add job three onto that now. This this, this market, <laughs> I know, right? With, with the lowest yeah. income as the rent is like what seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred. And get this, Antonio, in Atlanta or any metropolitan area in the state, a liberal wage is thirty eight dollars yep. and ninety cents an hour for a parent with two kids. Think about that. But the state minimum wage is five dollars and fifteen cents. But have not increased. Have not increased. And so we need to look at that because right now we're tied with Wyoming, one of the smallest states in the uh, nation mm -hmm. uh, with the lowest state minimum wage. And so that's a problem. And so we look to change that uh, with the Department of Labor and me advocating uh, the elected officials at the Gold Dome to do that. I mean, I'm looking at the picture up there. I know how to move around the Gold Dome. And you got to yep. have a Labor Commission know how to get money in the budget and get poll worker legislation passed and lobby those members of the Senate, House Senate, and the Georgia Senate to do that. Also, I look to work with the next governor, uh, Lita Abrams, uh, in, Go ahead and speak <laughs> in her role as governor mm -hmm. uh, to do that. Also, I look forward to working with the labor unions. I have a great relationship with labor, and labor is always going to have a seat at the table with me as being the next Georgia Labor Commission. I think that's very important because they have amazing apprenticeship opportunities to help our young folks to get living wage paying jobs and start that training right in high school as early as 10th grade. Uh, so when they get out of high school, they decide not to go to college. Uh, they can have a living wage paying job or mm -hmm. they can go right into a technical college to continue that trade. Shout out ACC, Atlanta Technical College. Yes, and Dr. <laughs> Seals, who is a yes. dear friend of mine. Uh, and I think that's very important to have that relationship with the technical colleges and just sit it down with Dr. Sims, who, of course, is the president of Atlanta Technical College and know her vision and some of the great things that she's doing. Uh, I was so happy that we were able to get money in the budget 
uh, for the uh, logistical center that they have mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to be built. Ten million dollars. Yep. Ten million dollars, and we was able to get money from the city of Atlanta and from the state of Georgia to make it happen. So, actually, ten point six million dollars. So, this is a huge accomplishment, and. Um, Dr. Seals led the way, so I'm glad to she see did. It. I yeah. was talking about her before y'all, before y'all oh, got here. Awesome. I was like, anything she would ever ask me to do, it's I would done. do it for. It's done it's because with her getting to that school and then the job placement being a 99, yes, it's awesome. And, and the thing is that logistical center is going to be able to provide for our community, South Florida and Clayton County, yep. opportunities to have a bay where you can actually fix and work on those big rigs because right now because they don't have the uh the height footage right uh you can't actually drive those rigs into the bay to work on so they actually have to work on those bays those uh rigs outside of the bay area itself so now they're going to be driving right down the canopy work on them it's going to be high tech everything uh and it's going to provide amazing opportunities for people that live, now citizens live right here in South Florida, Southwest Atlanta, and of course, uh, Clayton County as well, because that's their service center as well, Clayton County. And they have new Delta Airlines yes. building yes. the building right now. Yes, yes. you work on engines and everything. Yes, yes. And Dr. Sims, we're also going to work on, um, through the General Assembly, uh, creating a one-stop shop, you know, and that's going to be, I think that's another $8 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that's going to provide a great opportunity for veterans is servicing 60,000 veterans in South Fulton in, in Clayton County. So I, I would say ATC has an amazing leader with Dr. Seals, uh, just an amazing, amazing person. Yeah, I thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> she's one of those, she don't know, I, I look up to her a lot and for what she's doing and all the work that she's done around the area. And then when she was at uh, Gwinnett Technical before she got there too. So yeah, she is a phenomenal woman, everything that she does. And I'm glad that you all have been working together and yes. helping get money towards the school and what they need to have taken care of. Yes, yes. And she's working on some amazing programs. Right now I'm working with her and uh, the executive director of the Georgia Public Defender Council, uh-huh. Tayo Lee. We're working on a re-entry program for our citizens that are on uh, probation, non-violent offenses, to mm-hmm. allow them to get a trade while they're in their probationary sentence. And so uh, I think it's just an amazing opportunity. So I was so happy to bring Tayo Ali, the executive director of the Public Defender Standards Council, and also uh, Dr. Seals, Victoria Seals, together to form that relationship. And now uh, Dr. Seals is actually on the board <laughs> for uh, 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 ED. Uh, Tayo Lee's uh, lead program, mm-hmm. which this program is going to be a part of that lead program. So we make sure any individual that may have made a mistake, may be on probation, that when they get out or off probation, mm-hmm. they'll have an opportunity to go to ATC and get a trade or craft or vocation. So it's just amazing how we can bring good people together to make dynamic things happen. Okay. So if elected or once elected, yeah. like what technical things would you uh, advance and would you add to the Labor Commission? First of all, I would make sure we modernize the technology. Right now, you probably know if you go on the website, it's not very user-friendly yes. at all. Uh, you don't have anybody uh, drop down, say, hi, my name is uh, Will. Uh, my name is Sally. I'm here to help you. Let me walk you through this process. Yep. Not at all. We need to upgrade the technology. Uh, right now, I've talked to consultants 
the technology is antiquated, have not been updated since my dear friend Michael Thurman left uh, the department later in 2010. Mm -hmm. And so that's 12 years too long. So we need to make sure we upgrade the technology. Also, we need to make sure that we have a, I want to create a portal where job seekers and veterans can connect with employers that are looking for that particular talent. Because right now, it's not that we don't have enough jobs out there. We have jobs, but the Department of Labor has not done a good job of directing uh, our citizens to the jobs that are out there currently because they don't update uh, the job opportunities and they're not meeting the needs that are that that employees have right employers have so if you got an employer that's looking for cybersecurity technicians why not train more people in cybersecurity so we can meet that need i know because i've talked with uh amazon and coca-cola they need more cdl drivers mm -hmm. so why not train more cdl drivers? i mean that is an amazing livable wage opportunity for our citizens in this state to be able to get those livable wage paying jobs so they can take care of the, their families. Right. One thing I never understood, and I, maybe I'm just going to pitch an idea to you once yeah. you're in there, is we give breaks to the corporations that's here. So why don't we make the jobs that they have available, they talk, are so available right now, those that are in need of work be the first ones to, like, to be able to be picked for it. Even if it means you don't get the max pay, yeah. they they have to do some training on. It. They can give you some training and give you some on the job training, and that way they put you into a job. They have somebody that's been working with them from the bottom up, and that way the person has a little wage paying job and they can live where they want to live at. They can put their kids in the right school district they want to be in, and the employer now has a new employee. I love it, and I think those are the type of ideas that I've actually talked about. A program similar to that uh, they have done that in other states mm -hmm. uh, where you have DC has a program Washington DC the District of Columbia has a program called the empowerment program and basically does just that it provides tax uh, incentives and tax credits to businesses small businesses that hire individuals who have not been employed within an extended period of time mm -hmm. maybe returning from incarceration gives them the opportunity to train, like you said, train in that particular vocational trade. And once they leave training, they can go right into the job market because they have already pretty much been interning or having an apprenticeship with this particular employer. Mm -hmm. So the employer gets a quality uh, uh, employee that's already been pre-selected, already been screened, that's already went through that process mm -hmm. of training and the employee gets a little way paying job and the employer gets a tax incentive and a tax break. It's a win-win. It's just a win-win for everyone. And DC has been doing this for a while. My dear friend, Odin McDonald II, who was the city of South Fulton um, uh, city manager. Mm -hmm. uh, now he is the uh, chief of staff for Mayor Andre Dinkins helped start that program in D.C. So I want to bring that program here to Atlanta, to Georgia, because it will help our small businesses immensely. And it would also help our returning citizens, not just our returning citizens from incarceration, mm -hmm. but we have returning citizens coming from serving 
our country. Yes. Yep. And so we want to make sure our veterans have an opportunity to get into a a liberal wage paying job where they might have already been trained with the military. Mm-hmm. Or if they have, we can just start it with a new retraining opportunity, you know, so they can train into another area, another vocational skill set. So it'll be a win-win for I think our, our small businesses here in Georgia, uh-huh. but also for our uh, employee uh, base here in the state, uh, returning uh, from incarceration or returning to civilian life from serving our country. Okay, so you got a plan in place. I got a plan. We're gonna, we gonna work. <laughs> We're gonna work it, my brother. So, as we wind down. How can people find out more about your campaign? How can they donate? Because I know you need Ooh, donations. Yeah, we need donations. We need donations. <laughs> so yeah, with the uh, we have a big disclosure deadline coming out April the thirtieth, mm-hmm. and so you can go to my website to donate www.bodie b o d d for f o r g a dot com. Again, that's www.bodie for g a dot com. Don't worry about it. As soon as you tap on that site, as soon as you press the button, a big Big picture bees gonna pop up where you can donate. Uh, but also, once you donate, I would like you to find out more information on how you can volunteer to help our campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need canvases, we need phone bankers, we need we need yard sign, we need uh, community meeting greets, we need fundraisers to be scheduled. So you can help our campaign immensely in a lot of different ways. Uh, also on social media, uh, www. Like I said, Bodie for GA is the website. But Bodie for GA is also my social media handles as well. So you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram. So just follow us in our campaign. I'm very proud to say, Antonio, that we have over 170 elected officials across the state of Georgia that's endorsing my campaign. Oh, wow. Our New Georgia Project uh, and their PAC, a Committee for New Georgia, just endorsed me. Uh, I just got an endorsement also. Uh, from Georgia Equality, I'm very proud of and happy to have and Jeff Brown's a dear friend of mine. And also CW, uh, CW, uh, you has just um, endorsed my uh, campaign as well. So I'm, I'm very glad to have so many uh, organizations uh, endorsing me and um, got some more endorsements going to roll out uh, this uh, end of this week. So very happy to have, like I said, uh, communication workers uh, behind me and also uh, other amazing organizations and just also the community itself. So, so I'm really happy. So yeah, CWUS is, I'm just really happy about that. Yeah. I mean, we need more, we need more real people in office. Yes. Those that come from the, the grassroots from the bottom yes. to the top. Cause you used to be a bagger. Yeah. At Kroger. At Kroger. Yeah. 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 yeah I was, I was, I was a bag at Kroger, uh, right there at Shannon Mall. Uh, not Ooh. too far from it. That was what that was my first job in eleventh grade. Yeah, so so I, I'm I'm very big big proud of that. So uh, to be able to grow up here mm-hmm. and just move uh, move forward, and, 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 and like I said, just having all this energy behind me, um, like I say, CWA, I mean, I mean, so the, the Communication Workers of America, New Georgia Project, Georgia Quality. And just all of the elected officials across the state. Like we were at Fort Valley last night. We had a lot of great support in Middle Georgia. Your neck of the woods will be in Augusta this weekend. A lot of great support in Augusta. Uh, we were in Columbus last week. A lot of great support. And of course, I got to go to South Georgia 
I'll back down to Valdosta too mm-hmm. for the election as well because that's 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 like a second home to me as well because I went to college. There. So now, now we're not sure. I ask everybody that's coming on leave a word of encouragement. I'm sure you have one to give to all of the listeners in the midst of all the chaos that we have going on right now. What would you say to people listening in? I would say that even though the majority party right now, uh, Republicans are trying to uh, suppress our rights to vote and make it harder for African-American and people of color to vote, we can't let that stop us. Uh, This is nothing new. It's happened before. Right. Uh, In 2020, we had a voter suppression bill, uh, 316, that was already in the books. Uh, We proved them wrong by going out and vote. We voted mass. So I would say get out, vote early, okay. uh, let your voice be heard. Uh, don't let uh, political roadblocks and, and, and a political obstacle course uh, keep you from getting to the ballot box. Uh, because your vote is important, because if it was not important, people would not be working so hard to keep you from voting. Thank you. Say that again. <laughs> your vote is important and it's sacred, and people would not be working so hard to keep you from voting if they did not think your vote was important. Amen. So, so thank you again, Representative Bodie, for oh coming on man. to the show. Thank you, Bonda, for setting it up. <laughs> Bonda over there hiding. <laughs> so a couple of announcements for me before we uh, end the show. We are doing, uh, if you're in the Atlanta, Gwinnett, DeKalb, Stone Mountain area, we are the Atlanta Caribbean Lions Club will be having a food and vision screening drive. We want to Bonda participated in last time on Friday, May 6th from 3 to 6 in the Stone Mountain area at Mountain Park United Methodist Church in Stone Mountain. We also, Stone Mountain, the Atlanta Caribbean Lions Club is looking for members. So those of you all that have a passion for working in the community as the great representative over here does, we are, we are taking in memberships. If you are interested, you can sign up at atlantacaribbeanlions.gmail.com. And one thing I can say about me is my word of encouragement for everything is be bold and, and comfortable in being uncomfortable. Some of the biggest things that we desire, we're not courageous enough to be bold in asking for it. So you have to step outside of your comfort zone, wherever you feel the discomfort is something that you want. And if you pursue that, I think God will put it in your place and in your hands for you. So thank you all for tuning in again. Are you see me again back on next Tuesday at 6 p.m. And you will also find this episode on pgdtv.online and stay tuned for a conversation about the cash out big hack because it wasn't a real hack taking place. So love you guys for tuning in. Thank you all. Y'all stay safe in the streets.